0: The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.
1: The NFC and AFC Conference Championships were played this past weekend. Uh, if you weren't paying attention, they were exciting games. They were fun to watch. Uh, of course, the first one, it seemed like the Eagles just soared their way to a Super Bowl, whereas the Chiefs had to have a little bit of a battle and kept themselves alive in the end to kick a field goal to win the game. Another three-point win. Uh, between the Chiefs and the Bengals, so now we're going to see the Chiefs and the the uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, and another topic to discuss and something that's been going pretty viral lately is the NFL rigged. We're going to talk about some of the things that are going on there today on Rising to the Occasion. Welcome in, everybody. Like I said, it's a lot to get to, um, and there's there was a lot going on yesterday and a lot that we want to touch on uh, just from these two games. And and that's the nice thing is that because it's just two games, we're going to dive in plenty uh, to go and check out both of them uh, and, and see everything that was going on because a lot happened. Um, but before we get into it, I want to mention our sponsors. Uh, of course, today, our, this video, this episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. You can go over to SeatGeek.com and use code R2TO for twenty dollars off your first purchase. It's amazing. Uh, I just had to use SeatGeek because, like I mentioned last time that we were here, uh, I was able to use SeatGeek to find some amazing uh, ticket prices to go down to watch the Bengals and the Chiefs play against each other. It was an amazing experience, uh, and the, it was an experience that would not have been possible without SeatGeek. And I was able to use code R2. TO for $20 off my purchase, and you can do the same. So go to SeatGeek.com, use code R2TO to let them know that we sent you and get $20 off your first purchase. All right, so let's get into it. Of course, today I'm also joined in uh, by Blake. Uh, I've got him in the studio, so welcome in, Blake.
0: What's up, Josh? How you been, man?
1: I've been all right. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a fun experience yesterday, and it was a lot of fun, and I do gotta give a little shout-out, too, because as you can see, my hands are free today. Uh, a shout out to jeremy we don't have a camera and a mic on him yet but he's back there i promise and he's the one running the the, the whole show so uh, we got him in to kind of join the team help us out and produce and everything so huge shout out to him and and, and thanks to him for for joining us but man it was it was it was a, it was a lot of a lot of fun uh to go to that game uh mm-hmm. but uh, i mean like i told you it was i was a little disappointed on the outcome we'll get to that too but it was yeah. it was crazy uh and i was just telling you before the show mm-hmm. that was absolutely the loudest experience i have been at you know like i've been to some loud concerts uh and i there was one concert in particular i can remember i think we went to see skillet and you know skillet's loud oh, in concert shit. they're they're Sick. loud in concert and uh you know they had there there was a couple of things they had these speakers that were right over by our seats so like there was it was pretty much blaring right in our ear the whole time but then on top of that they had these these like uh i don't know like the fire cannon thing you know like the flamethrower thing it was shooting right yeah. up in the air so that was loud and so like that was probably the loudest experience i had had before going to arrowhead stadium man like that was it was like when the crowd was rocking your head was throbbing uh, and it was it was a pretty cool experience though
0: hey man hey keep your mouth shut and know your role, you jabroni right? <laughs> yeah i know how about that <laughs> that that was I uh, kelsey kelsey said yeah. burrowhead yeah, no, yeah he said, you know this is Mahomes' house.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, and I appreciate that from him too. Like he's always keeping it lively, man. Like I I can't hate him for that. You know, he's he's a good sport when he's on the field. He doesn't have to be a good sport when he's talking in front of the camera holding a big old trophy. You know, but
0: <laughs> no doubt, man. Let's
1: let's get into the first game though before we get uh, get into that Chiefs game. Let's talk about the Eagles. Uh, I mean the Eagles. We've we've talked about them quite a bit throughout the season. The Eagles have looked good all season, and. It, it, it proved itself that Jalen Hurts makes this team whole. Uh, I forget who it yep. was. I, I was looking at it earlier, and it was funny because they they keep on bringing it up and teasing him. But it's some dude said something about Jalen Hurts, and he's not he's not even MVP material. Uh, you know, even if you took Jalen Hurts out, uh, this team is still an amazing team. And it was just silly because like we know that that's not true. You know, yeah, they've got talent around him. Nobody's denying that. But Jalen Hurts makes that team a lot better, and it proved that. Whenever he was out for a couple of seasons, uh yeah. or sorry, for a couple of games. So there was a couple of yeah. weeks where Jalen Hurts was out, we saw that, and that team fell apart. You put Gardner Minshew, he says, Gardner Minshew, you know, it'll still be a great team. And mm-hmm. it wasn't the case. They lost to yep. the Cowboys. They lost to uh who was the second game that that they lost to was it the Commanders? I know they, yeah, they, I know got... they lost to the Commanders the first time around. They got beat by the Saints. Saints, that's right. Yeah, the Saints was one that like was obvious. Okay, this is yeah. just not the right the, the same team without Jalen Hurts, but he's yeah. been unstoppable, Blake, uh, and, and, and he showed it in that game. Uh, he, he was he was phenomenal. He just didn't make any mistakes. He played his mm-hmm. role, but the rushing game was amazing, wasn't it?
0: Oh man, look, this game. Obviously, we know it come do- what it come down to, right? We know yeah. Brock Purdy got hurt, uh, but. I will tell you what, man, Hassan Redick, have a day, big fella. Absolutely, right. have a day because I mean this Eagles front wreaked havoc on San Francisco. Yeah, they... I, and you could tell it right out the gate, man. Th- they were they were on Brock as soon as it, as soon as as soon as they kicked off, they were in his face, and you know Brock goes out, he gets hurt. Uh, it comes out today with a torn UCL. Uh, torn UCL. That's tough. That's they're saying a six to eight month recovery. Uh, hope he gets well. But man, one thing that really bothered me in this game, Josh, is Kyle Shanahan didn't even think about reviewing that Devonte Smith catch. That bothered me. Yeah. Right. And I was I was in a group text. And I immediately said, he has to challenge this. And my buddy said, I don't think he is. And I said, man, this is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And this was a fourth down play. And you could tell, you could tell live. I said, I don't think he caught that. You know? Yeah, and
1: it was very clear it, when they just showed a quick, quick replay that yeah. he dropped it. But, but hats off to him to, to Deontay Smith and to the the coaching staff whoever it is that put that into place I don't I didn't see who put that a place but him doing his little fist together meant yeah. hey hurry up because I did not catch that that's yeah. that's like next level that's 5,000 times <laughs> IQ mm-hmm. right there to be able to have yeah. that set in place to know hey we need to hurry up and get this ball going before somebody makes a change. Uh, so that that no was doubt. that was really good by them, but I I agree, yeah. Shanahan should have challenged that, and I don't know how you don't when the defensive guys were all kind of up. You know, like uh, I forget who was yeah. in coverage there, but he got up right away and was kind of frustrated with it. He didn't catch it. You got to trust your guys in those moments, and like you said, it was a key moment too.
0: No doubt, man, and and I really feel like once Brock Purdy. Uh, got hurt the Eagles kind of knew right they knew yeah. that we're not going to have to do much we can just hand it to game will we can hand it to Sanders and uh, eventually San Francisco is going to wear out uh, their defense was just on the field way too much I mean the, the Philly knew that San Francisco couldn't move the ball without Brock Purdy uh It it was awful, man. Like, once Brock went out, what was the backup's name? The Johnson guy. And his name's Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Just dropping a snap that hit him right in the hands, took his eyes off of it. He was worried about that pass rush. Well,
1: he was. Uh, And and the the Eagles are number one in sacks, too. And you know, that's got to be in your head. I'm sure the coaches go through that with you to let you know, hey, this is going to be a pass rush like no other. Not only that, but you got to step in as a four string quarterback in yeah. the NFC championship game. That's a lot yeah. of pressure to put on him. But even up to that point, Brock Purdy was playing well. He wasn't playing yeah. good, but he was playing well. And he he didn't make any mistakes again, uh, you know, up, up through that point. He did have that fumble, uh, that totally understandable stuff like that's going to yeah. happen. I think that was his first turnover at all. He still hasn't thrown an interception. So even up to this point, I still think Brock Purdy is, a, you know, he's phenomenal. I mean, he, he proved yeah. us all wrong. Uh, and so, you know, he's, he's maybe Britain, you know, he wasn't able to make it on here tonight, but maybe Britain would have something to say against that because he's still, he's still not riding the Brock Purdy train at all. But I, I still think that's your guy that you got to stick with because yeah. yeah, he's he's playing amazing.
0: I agree with you. I was just about to ask you, Do does the 49ers, do they go after Brady? Uh, do they come back with Trey Lance or do they come back with Brock Purdy? In my opinion, man, I, I think Brock Purdy deserves a shot to yeah, be I the starting too. quarterback. Uh, I, I think he has proved himself, and and his teammates took up for him last. Night. I mean, the dude even come back in the game, yeah, with a torn UCL. That's that's uh, what
1: that's what was craziest. Whenever I found out what it was this morning, uh, because yeah. I was like, oh man, he had he had an injury that like was bothering him bad, you know, and and yeah. he still didn't really make any key mistakes. Uh, really after that fumble, uh, and so I mean that's it, hats off to him. Hats off to Christian McCaffrey for stepping in. I don't know if they planned cool. anything for him to be able to step in uh, you know, as a quarterback. I know he only threw it once, but still for <laughs> him to be able to step step back there to take the snap, I'm sure is nerve wracking when you're not usually the man taking the snap uh, for anyone, and you know, whether yeah. it be your backup quarterback, whether you're Christian McCaffrey. I know he's a he's a phenomenal player. I know he's a star. And he's really what kept them in that game, but that's still got to be nerve wracking to step back there.
0: Yeah, man, C- CMC can do it all. How about that <laughs> run? That, that <clears throat> excuse me, that touchdown run. Uh, it, it, he was, I think, he was ready. Uh, he showed it out the gate. He was running with uh, physicality and uh, breaking tackles, and and he was getting after it, man. It was just an unfortunate break. For the 49ers, and I feel like they have that bad luck every year, man. Like every year something bites the 49ers. Uh, You hate to see it for Shanahan because I think he's one of the top offensive minds in the game. Uh, His play calling is elite. uh, And just the more and more he goes, he gets a little more seasoned. Uh, The 49ers are in a good spot, man. They have a lot of weapons, Ayuk and – and uh, Debo and CMC and Kittle at tight end, man. Uh, they're set up. They're set up. Uh, so, you know, the injury bug hits you at the worst time. <laughs> yeah. So there's well, and, there's not much you can do. And and you
1: know, and, you know at, and, at least it comes at a time right now where you've got all offseason. Just make sure all those guys rest and and don't yeah. don't let them go back to work until they're mm-hmm. they're good to go. You know, because that's that's important. But you you even mentioned, do you go after Brady? Uh I don't see why not if he is available. I don't know if that's a if that's a real rumor. I don't know if that's something that yeah. really could happen or not. I don't know why not, you know, and especially for Brock Purdy. Don't and make that clear to him. Brock, you are amazing. Yeah. We want you to be our guy. So let us bring Brock, you know a, a guy like Tom Brady, which I'm sure he's not going to argue one bit with being able to work with Tom Brady. Uh but hey, yeah. you know, if you can if you can make that understanding with him, hey, we're not bringing him in to replace you. We're bringing him in to make you better. So you're ready to go, you know, and I think that could be a good thing for for the Niners and for Brock Purdy uh, going future into the future for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that could be huge. And I, I do think the 49ers might be in play for for Brady. I, I honestly do. Why not? Like you said, uh, go get him for a year, maybe two and let Brock Purdy sit behind him and say, hey, young fella, learn from me. Yeah. Right? Uh Pick my brain. Uh, watch what I do on Sundays. Learn from the greatest of all time, and hopefully the Forty ers in a year or two when Brady hangs it up, you know that, that Brock Purdy will be ready to go. So I do, I do see the Forty ers being in those sweepstakes, uh, and uh, I think that would be a dang good move for them.
1: Well, and and for this Forty ers defense, you know, like for one thing, uh, they had Fred Warner go down. I think uh yep. what was it he he had a
0: shoulder pop out of place yeah yeah i yeah i think he had like a stinger or a dislocated yeah but something uh, happened there and
1: and he was able to bounce right back in uh, you know that was yeah. that was really crazy uh, you know for him to be able to to jump back in that way um and then you know on top of that uh, you you have uh i know bosa was was kind of banged up he went off a little yep. bit they tended to him he kept on coming back out and back off uh, you know off the field so, I mean, there was quite a bit going on. And they were just nonstop. And, of course, we talked about uh, Brock Purdy. He got injured. But then Josh Johnson gets injured. You're four-string. you got to rely mm-hmm. on him, and he gets injured. Uh, and so, I mean, it's it was just a mess for really just luck, you know, just bad luck all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, a lot of that bad luck for the 49ers was just the Eagles' defense showing that they are a tough defense. And They are. We, we talked about the, the Eagles' performance last week when they completely thumped the Giants, and we said, this team looks like a Super Bowl-winning team. Yep. And it's because how rounded off they are. They really didn't put up a, a, an ungodly amount of yards on, you know, mm. on offense. They didn't really have this high-rolling offense. They scored. They scored 31 mm. points. That's pretty good, and that's hard to do. Not only that, but they also... They had Miles Sanders two touchdowns on the ground. They had uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts score on the ground, and they also had Boston Scott uh, score on the ground. So they had three yeah. guys that scored four rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's an amazing stat to have against really probably the toughest uh, rushing defense in
0: the league. No doubt, Josh, and, and look at – I wonder what the average field position for starting field position for the Eagles was uh, because I think that had a, a factor in oh, for sure. why they didn't have a lot of offensive numbers. Uh, they didn't have to travel very far to put it yeah. in the end zone because uh, San Francisco couldn't move the ball, man. So uh, they didn't have to do much. I mean, it was really just uh, – if you, if you want to call it this, the Eagles just lined up – Ran base package plays. like They didn't have to do anything special because they knew, like, hey, San Francisco's not moving the ball on us, not without Purdy. So let's not get cute and let's just run it right down their throat because their defense has been on the field the entire game. Yeah. So, uh, it, you know, it's just, uh, it, it was just unfortunate for the 49ers, man. I, I hate to see a championship game come down to an injury like that. that that hurt
1: yeah and and honestly like if if we if we take that injury away this is probably a different game i don't think that the 49ers gonna we're gonna win huh. based on how the eagles mainly the eagles no. defense was playing um but it, it could have been a much different game overall and seeing what all what all they could have done so uh it, it definitely does change mm-hmm. it up a lot and so i mean it's just overall just i i don't know what else to say about them other than just an amazing performance by the eagles and if, if you're asking me, I feel like Jalen Hurts has to be MVP. I mean, and this this was another another game that really showed because they did not use him. It was another game where they really did not use him at all. They, I don't think he he really ran mm-hmm. at all in the first half. The, the first half he didn't run, and, and they just kept on yeah. handing the ball off. They're not getting much at a time, but it's getting that defense jumping over on the running back, and then they finally let Jalen pull it and run, pull it and run, and he was getting big yards at a time.
0: Josh, do you think they're gonna let him win MVP though?
1: I don't think so. I mean, if I'm being honest, it's gonna be Pat either. Mahomes. Uh I just I don't yep. I don't see a way around that. And that's when that's when we have to discuss is the MVP a stat award or is it the most valuable player to the, the team that he was playing for? Because I don't know how you can say that it wasn't Jalen Hurts, because guess what? We did see yep. a Jalen a, a Jalen Hurts uh or an, an Eagles team without Jalen Hurts, and guess what? They were not good they did not do them. Mm-hmm. uh and a lot Talkin'. of that a lot of that comes from they don't have that quarterback back there to to give that rushing uh you know attack and, and kind of distract the, the the guys that are kind of watching those those reads and stuff like that they don't have mm-hmm. that they also don't have they don't have to put a spy in the backfield or you know like put a you know put a put a QB spy on him uh when he's not in the game mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about Jalen Hurts in every aspect of the game whereas you know, we saw a a Kansas City team in the playoffs without Patrick Mahomes, and guess what they did? They marched at ninety eight yards for a touchdown. So, yep. yeah, I think Patrick Mahomes is absolutely valuable to his team, and he's probably one mm-hmm. of one of the more valuable players on that team. And anytime you're a yeah. good quarterback, you're gonna be. And that's why the MVP is such a quarterback award because you 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 show your your importance to the team, and I get that. Yeah, but. We've seen these two teams without those two players, and it shows that Jalen Hurts is more valuable for that team than Patrick Mahomes is to his team. And that's not cutting down Patrick Mahomes at all. I think he's had an amazing year. And to see him fight back from the adversity and see him being able to overcome that ankle injury and stuff, which isn't supposed to factor into the MVP voting, but it does. Uh, But, I mean, just seeing all of that, I think, in my mind, Jalen Hurts is the true MVP, Without a doubt, um, if you want to give it to Pat Mahomes because of stats, then let's rename the trophy because it's not most valuable player. It's most stats, you know, stat packed
0: player. Yeah, Josh. And, and, you know, one thing one thing why I asked you that was because I feel like the MVP award and a lot of the uh, professional leagues is mainly popularity. I think it's popularity votes. Nice. Uh, and it's it's a guy that uh, they know that they can push uh, to the public, and hey, this guy can win MVP, and he can grow the brand. All right, and people are gonna love this guy. Okay, well, you hear some people that they are they're always doubting Jalen, and that's why I think that they're not gonna give Jalen uh, the MVP is because uh, he's he's not he's not that guy right now that. The NFL can grab and just take off into the sunset and say, "Hey, you go be the face of the league." Okay, and Pat Mahomes is that guy. Don't get me wrong, man. Pat Mahomes—I'm not like you said. I'm not down in Pat Mahomes. I, I think oh, he's yeah, the best absolutely. quarterback in the league, uh, yeah. and it's—it's—he's—he's he's on a level by himself. Don't don't get that twisted. And, and we're not saying that.
1: If it's if it's the the player with the most witch in, I'm sure we're gonna give it to Pat Mahomes because he's he's gonna win yeah. that every year. And that's the reason why Pat Mahomes has won several MVPs now. But yeah. if we're talking most valuable player, I think you have to give it to the guy that his team can't can't win without him. And it's obvious they, they hadn't won without Jalen Hurts. Uh mm-hmm. so I mean, at, at least this year. So I mean it's just I, I no think doubt. that I think that's why I go with him. But back up, what what happened with Jalen Hurts when they took him out of that national championship game and put Tua in? He sat on the sidelines. He smiled. Mm-hmm. He never said one bad word about his coaches, about yeah. Tua. He didn't say a bad thing about Alabama. He still loves them to this day. But whenever he moved on, he went over to Oklahoma. And guess what? He was underrated still. They, they looked past him. Yeah. They said, eh, we're, we're shoving him off on the back burner. He came out, and he had a phenomenal season, uh, a, a Heisman-winning-worthy season. But I understand with that season, there was a lot of competition. Uh, and I think yeah. Joe Burrow won that one that year. So how are you going to argue yeah. with that? Uh, but, you know, so to see that he comes back now, he's not going to get drafted. But with that great, that great season at Oklahoma, which, mm-hmm. you know, Oklahoma built Jalen Hurts. Let's not remember, let's not forget that. <laughs> but, <Yes>. uh, <laughs> but you know, to, to see him come out and he's not going to get drafted. He's not he's not good enough to be drafted. He's, he, he needs mm-hmm. to switch his position to yep. get drafted to work really hard and and to be able to earn his spot, to be able to take over for Carson Wentz uh, and to be able yeah. to earn that spot to, to to take over as the starting QB. And to come in the second season when everyone said, yeah, but he really didn't have a good rookie season. And mm-hmm. he came and he improved, the, he improved that year. But they still said, well, he's still not very good at progression. He still can't throw the ball down the field. And he comes out for a third season and he's done this. So overlook mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts for the MVP. Say that he's not the most valuable player. Say that the Eagles can do just fine without him. Say that he's not good enough to be in, in a uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, I have a lot of faith in the guy because he works. I've I've said this to you before, man. He works harder than anyone I've seen on the football field, uh, and so I mean, I just I I know I'm biased. I get that. All right, now I'll, I'll no. admit that bias, but I I don't think I'm spitting anything but facts when I'm saying that. Uh, so you know, Cheap. it's just overall, I, I I see Jalen Hurts. Keep on doubting him because he's gonna prove you wrong.
0: Keep preaching, Josh. Keep preaching, man. Uh, you hit the nail on the head with everything you said. One of the hardest working individuals, and you brought up the point of getting benched for Tua in that championship game. he come back to Alabama yeah. and sat on the bench the next year. Yeah. Okay. And, and, he come then, back. and
1: then stepped in to help his team yep. and didn't wa- waver one bit. He got ripped down yep. by the head and still got up and smiled and said, we're going to win this game. I mean, just, That's it. he's an animal. Um, That's a fact, man. Let's go ahead and jump over uh, to the Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I said, coming into this game, and I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself. Coming into this game, the most probably the coolest experience. My dad and I, we got up. Uh, my uncle had had uh some guys, he said, Hey, we I got a tailgate party for us because he's a diehard uh, uh Kansas City fan. So we got up, mm-hmm. we got ready, you know. We were about an hour away from Kansas City, is where we stayed. And so uh, we we head down there. We stopped and we were like, well, let's waste some time because it's only about, you know, I think 11, 11:30, and gates don't open till 1:30 is what they say. Uh, and apparently that's just what they put out there, but they let people in because there's too many. <laughs> uh, and wow. so we we sat there. We went down to a, to a, a little diner, sat down, got some coffee, get ourselves wake up, you know, and kind of get ready. All right, let's let's go down there. As we get down there about 1, 15 or something like that. And hats off to the to the Arrowhead staff because they get that that. So I was looking at the map. I'm like, man, we're gonna be slowed down on the interstate or something back here. But as soon as they open those gates, they've got their plan. They're they're moving people. They're scanning the tickets, getting mm. going through. Uh, you know, it kind of got signs all over telling you have that have those tickets out and ready to scan. Bam, they you scan in your 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 little parking pass ticket, you know, and you're in the doors. Man, it took us like five minutes to find a parking spot right away. I mean, that was wow. a lot of, a, you know, a long little travel we had to go to. I mean, it was really easy in there. Out of there was a different story. It was just a mess because everybody's trying to scramble. But <laughs> yeah. hats off to that that crew because they've, they've got that into a, oil, a well-oiled machine. But yeah. then stepping out there, and I, I knew, I, I was told a lot about the tailgating experience. So I was looking mm-hmm. forward to that. And as soon as we show up. Holy cow! I, I I've seen really cool tailgating. You know, I've been I've been right. down to Oklahoma for some of the tailgating down there. I've been to you know other other schools or you know in college football, uh, and, and you know I've been even Nebraska's got a lot of diehards. You know, I think they're one of the more more loyal fan bases in uh, all of college football. So I've been to these these different stadiums and I've been to these different tailgating. But hmm. holy cow! I mean, they're just parking lots completely full of people putting up tents people already have had set up tents uh, by the time we got in there wow. maybe 15 minutes past to like uh, past by the time that they were allowed in and they're already popping them things up and getting going getting the grills fired up and you couldn't go to a parking lot where it wasn't just full of tailgating and just it, it was a really cool experience you know you you yeah. saw you saw Bengals fans walking around getting greeted uh that was something i wasn't sure about like hey are, are they going to be nice to them but I mean, they they were absolutely, uh, you know, they, they were they were much better than what I what I, I expected from from diehard Chiefs fans. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was it was really cool to see that that experience, you know, with with going in there. Um, but getting to the game though. It starts off in the first quarter just about how we expect it to. You know the Bengals are kind of a slow moving team sometimes, mm-hmm. and they've been that way against the, the Chiefs plenty of times. Get back it up to to last year in the AFC Championship game, and the Bengals were really slow, and they it took them till the fourth quarter to score 10, 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter to come back and and, and win that game by a field goal. Uh, so we we kind of expect that from the from the Bengals, and so they're they're rolling. Uh, and and really up until the, the second quarter, that's when we finally see the six points get put up. Uh, you know, being there at the game, it was it was a really fun experience. And I, I, like I said, loudest loudest stadium I've ever been in. Uh, and so hats yeah. off to the fans there. They're rowdy. They they made they made that ex- experience a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. And and all the way through the game, you could tell. I mean, it, it just overall, I think I I feel like the Bengals outplayed the Chiefs in a lot of ways. Uh, they mm-hmm. kind of. There was a few times where they definitely hurt themselves on some penalties, especially in the first first quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you one bit because you're in a loud stadium. I get that now. Now being there and realizing how loud that is, I mm-hmm. get that. I get how you can jump false start and stuff like that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. that was it, – it was, it was impressive to see the Bengals playing as well as they did in that stadium after being yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just overall I think that the Chiefs just had – had those those little those little things go just right for him and of course uh, we, i don't want to jump too far in, into that either but we, we saw the penalty there at the end it feels like that kind of gave them just enough to be able to to get up there i hate to see that uh especially in that game it would have been it would have been a lot more stressful to watch in overtime in that game but i'll, I'll let you kind of give your thoughts on the game overall like
0: yeah man we'll we'll get to that call here in a minute uh... But, Josh, one thing that stuck out to me early on was uh, we knew it was going to take the Bengals a little bit to to get going, right, in Arrowhead, like you said. Uh, Frank Clark and, and Chris Jones for for the uh, Chiefs were just putting pressure, man, all over Burrow. Uh, Burrow had the pick. Uh, one thing I do think the Bengals did a great job of was their defense was really bend, but don't break that first half, man. Yeah. Uh, You know, they they did give up the touchdown late, but then Burrow right before the half went back down, and he answered to cut it to within seven. I thought that was really big. But the Cincinnati defense holding Kansas City to field goals early on, man, that game could have got out of hand quick. It could have got out of hand quick uh, because it felt like everything was going wrong for Cincinnati. Uh, It just felt like their offensive line was getting pummeled. Uh, by this Kansas City front seven. Uh, and, and what's crazy is Kansas City wasn't even having to bring pressure. They were just getting home with four at times. I mean, it it, it looked bad for the Bengals out the gate, but they, they stood up. They stood their ground. Uh, they weathered the storm. And you come out in the second half, and, you know, I don't even want to talk about the fourth quarter because, you know, well, I mean, whatever that was. Uh, but, you know, Uh, The Bengals fight back. Uh, It starts, you know, you start seeing both teams start, they both get in grooves, man, and they're they're humming. And you're like, hey, we're setting up for an absolute fantastic finish, right? Like, this is going to be one for the ages. And then the fourth quarter happens and the Chiefs start. Uh, you know they get a they get an extra down for absolutely nothing, and then you know I know they didn't convert it, but still. Uh, and then Burrow on that last little drive, he had a big third down throw that he he connected with right there with Hurst on the sideline, and uh, you just thought that you thought I I thought that you were going to get into overtime. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I thought That's I awesome. thought it was about to head into overtime, and I was like, hey, this is going to be one for the ages. This is going to be like a Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes of last year, all right? W- what's going to happen in that overtime? That's what I was kind of hoping for. That's what I wanted to see with, you know, um, the new rules and everything. And I was like, "Hey, like here it is. Like we're going to get, you know, a little a little taste of the pie." And then, you know, I mean, the, yeah, the And play I was at even I was
1: even teasing everybody too. Don't don't give don't give uh, Pat Mahomes thirteen seconds on that clock. Don't don't give him. Oh, dude! You know and they ended up giving him uh, close to thirty by the time it was just thirty-one seconds, something like that. By the time he, he got the ball back there at the end. Um,
0: yeah, that punt return, Josh. The punt return, man. Oh, come
1: on, you, it's just well, and and you you don't you don't let them touch that punt return. You yes, don't, you know, kick that out of bounds. That that that's one. Yes. thing. another thing that I thought with the overall game plan, I did think, I I, I think. There was a lot to to look at the Bengals. And I think the like I said, I think the Bengals looked like the better team overall. There was a mm-hmm. lot of things that they did really well. Joe Burrow's interceptions seemed really silly. You know, like there was the one out where he was just trying to get it over to T. Higgins. It was just a short throw. Mm-hmm. I think he did get hit a little bit, which caused it to be shorter. But I don't know why you're throwing that out there. And uh there was there was one of the interceptions that he threw too that you had three yards. It was third and three. Why are mm-hmm. you trying to bomb that ball down the field? So just kind of mental things like that, but the overall game plan because they they only rushed the ball 17 times. Mm-hmm. This this is a a big time game. You need to be rushing 25 times. You've got two running backs that you can lean on. So yeah, I mean that that was the main thing with the Bengals. And I think this game, even even with what we're gonna get to, uh, even with all of that, I think. I think you have to be able to to have a better game plan set into place, and I think that that would have made this game a lot closer if you just run it on second and three, third and three, short, throw shorter passes because your line's not holding up, stuff like that. A lot of that stuff just really falls on the coaching.
0: Yeah, Josh, uh, they they got to do something with the offensive line, man. Look, I know they had some guys hurt and everything, but you're going to get Joe Burrow killed, man. Like he's already had massive knee surgery, uh, and and now you're just—he can't keep taking these hits, man. You're you're asking for something extremely bad to go wrong, and we gotta fix it. We gotta fix it because, in my opinion, that's been your downfall the last two years. Is. Your offensive line didn't show up in in the Super Bowl last year, and then your offense, your offensive line just let Joe take a beating the entire yeah. first half last I think there night. Was I mean,
1: five sacks in the first quarter alone, if I remember right.
0: Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous, man. You can't expect to win football games with your offensive line playing that bad. Seventy four got punished. Don't know his name off the top of my head. Got abused. You hear me? It it was one of the worst performances I've seen. Uh, from an offensive, uh, I think he's a guard. I think he's an offensive guard, right guard maybe. Um, but it was bad, man. It was bad. And, you know, I, I'm with you. Um, I felt like they should have tried to establish the run a little bit more. It's tough putting it all on all on uh, Burrow's back, and I, I feel like, I feel like asking him to just—you're asking him to just carry, hard carry. And when you throw the ball that much, man, you're asking for a lot of bad things to happen. You know, there come the picks, and uh, it's just a bad recipe. It's a bad recipe, and it happens. It was a—it was a heck of a game. One of the—one of the better games. Uh, unfortunately, it come down to what it did. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's just for, it's for, tough, for man.
1: Joseph aside, too. You got you have to know. It, it looked to me like his his body momentum just carried him into Mahomes. It didn't look to me like yeah. he intended to shove him or anything. But it still is a penalty, and I, I think that penalty was called right. I know that yeah. there was some, there was some holding back there. That was the kind of holding to me that I see every every single play. Yeah, and that's the yeah. kind of holding that every play. Uh, if you're if you're rooting for your team and they're on defense, you're screaming about that holding. So yep. I, I, I think that that holding does get overlooked, and I'm okay with that overall. Sure, you can say, but that's also a crucial time in the game when you need to be calling the, those holding calls. Sure, but I, I think when you start to call those kind of holdings, then— yep. It, you're gonna stop the, the the play a lot more. Maybe we need to start calling those every play to get guys to stop holding too. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the case. Um, but overall, I mean, it was it was still an, a heck of an experience, and it was it was a fun game to watch. And mm-hmm. I am glad that it came down to the wire like that because it would have been really disappointing to go there uh, to the game and, and 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 see it live and it had been a blowout like the Eagles game or something, you know? So oh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a fun experience. Uh, and, and overall just hats off to the chiefs. Uh, it was really cool to see that ceremony afterwards and see them presented uh, with, with their, their trophy and the, being the, a, the AFC champions. Uh, so hats off to the chiefs first and foremost, because they, they did play their hearts out and I'm, I'm not going to deny that one bit. They played a heck of a game and they, they do have an amazing uh, setup there. They, you know, they, they've got an amazing team. Uh, overall and and they've got an amazing coach um but uh which which to speak on that Andy Reid is now the winningest coach in, in NFL history in the playoffs. Uh, so he's won more NFL playoff games mm. than any other mm. coach. So I mean that's hats off to to him to the to the team. They they have played an amazing game all season long. And uh to kind of jump over to the the uh, chat I see that I hate the NFL. I'm kind of not buying that that name, his name is I Hate the NFL, and he says, uh, this is my thing. Chiefs lost their three best rec- their three best uh, receivers, best corner and best linebacker in the first quarter. SMH, how do you lose, LOL, as a Bengals fan? I never get it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. Like I said, I, if you're watching the game and you're paying that much attention, I don't believe that you hate the NFL, um, but I'm on board with you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean it it is crazy, but that's the thing. Yeah, they they lost all those pieces for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um but Pacheco mm. uh, Oh my gosh, that dude, 7th round I think he was. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's an yep. amazing back to have back there. And uh it's it's so funny that he takes the number 10 because he looks so much like Tyreek Hill when he's running out there. He's he's fast. Oh, I don't think he's as fast as Tyreek, but he's fast and he's shifty yeah. and he's, he's just good. He's got good vision. Uh, I mean, the, the play where he broke a tackle from two or three defenders and was able to roll out, uh, just, uh, you know, that's the thing with the chiefs They They are so good that they <coughs> lose those guys and they're still going to be good. So yeah, I mean, they did lose all that, but they still have Kelsey and they still have Mahomes. That's pretty much the central part of that team. Not only that, but they also added juju, uh, which adds a nice little addition out to the outside. Uh, and then, uh, is yep. it uh hardman uh they're they other receivers yeah, they're, so they're they're still stacked, they're over stacked. The so i mean yeah. it, they're they're a good team so i mean i i do get it um and and they they played their hearts out um but let, let's go ahead and talk about this so a, a topic that's very popular right now is the nfl rigged uh i mean i i know you and i talked a little bit about this i i I'm gonna come out right now and say I don't think the NFL's rigged. Uh, I think I think that's there. There may be I mean, depending on what you call rigged. I guess there there are definitely some things. Maybe some people have maybe a, some some sort of bias that have a control somewhere in the game that maybe they switch up things in in the game maybe they call plays that that they shouldn't be calling maybe they have something some other interest that that directs them that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is does the NFL set these games up specifically uh in a specific way it does seem a little ironic so I'll start off with this so of course we have quite a few narratives to to fill with the Chiefs and the Eagles going to the to the Super Bowl First off, we have Andy Reid playing the Eagles, so it's the Andy Reid Bowl. It's the Andy Reid playing his old team. That's that's a lot of fun. That's a huge huge story to be able to sell. That does seem a little fishy. I get it. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but it's also now coming coming out that this is the first Super Bowl that has two uh, black starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Is is that is that something that we want to add to the narrative? Is that something that we just want to build up as a story? You know, whatever the case may be, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm glad that these two quarterbacks are in it, and these are two phenomenal quarterbacks to watch in the Super Bowl. I'm not upset. upset about, I'm not upset about that at all. But yep. does it seem a little weird that all of these things are adding up? Not only that, but we also have Kelsey versus Kelsey. So there's another little story, a little little extra snippet that we can throw in, an extra little uh, you know kind of storyline to build upon for this Super Bowl. So does it seem a little fishy that we have all of this stuff going on? Yeah, and I'm, I'm not going to deny that one bit. Do I think that that changed the outcome of what the Super Bowl ends up being this year? I don't think so, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole to say that it's rigged, mm-hmm. that somebody's paying anybody. I don't know. But what I do know is that I, I was there at that game in, 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 in Arrowhead uh, Stadium, it was really insane, and and like I said, I really wasn't rooting for one team or the other. I, I was kind of pulling a little bit for the Bengals. I like the Bengals. Of course, I love Samaje Piron and Joe Mixon. They came from Oklahoma, so I, of course I want to root for them. Joe, Joe Burrow is a fun quarterback to root for, but I also like Patrick Mahomes. I love uh, Travis Kelsey, and I just wanted to go and see a great game, so I really didn't have a bias in this. And the entire game, as I'm hearing other fans, I'm really realizing – they're extremely biased, because I'm seeing something that they're not seeing apparently, uh, or the other way around. They'd be, you know, calling for an extra penalty somewhere where I'm just, where's where's that penalty at? And like I don't know what you're talking about. There, I know there was one specific play where uh, I, I think it was a fourth down conversion. They were trying to go for it, and Patrick Mahomes just miscommunication threw it way out of way out of reach. It was near nobody. And a lot of the fans around me are calling, we need defensive holding. Oh, come on. They see the replay and they're like, see? And I'm looking at the replay thinking like, what? <laughs> what are you Where? looking at? Yeah. But So, I mean, there is stuff like that. So we'll back up to the Eagles game. I know some fans had an issue with the Eagles game. And they they see, you know, really early in the game, Deontay Smith, and I think you brought it up earlier. Deontay yeah. Smith makes a catch and it was a phenomenal effort. Absolutely awesome effort. And like I said, for whoever came up with the little fist bump thing, really smart um, because yeah. they were able to get up there. Should the refs have called that? Should somebody from the booth have called that? As obvious as it was, I think they should. But I, I'll kind of let you expand on that so I don't keep on talking, talking everybody's ear off.
0: It shouldn't even have got to that point, Josh, because Kyle Shanahan should have should have called it. Uh, it yeah. was clear and obvious. Uh, the play should have been stopped, man. This was a championship game. Uh, it, 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 just period, period. Uh, he dropped the football, and you could tell, like he, he knew that he dropped it. Yeah. And my thing with all of this, okay, is. Like you said, there's certain scenarios, okay, and like in Super Bowl 50. Was the NFL going to let Peyton Manning leave and retire while Eli was sitting on two rings and Peyton was sitting on one? Were they going to let that happen, Josh? Absolutely not. Come on, man. You think that they were going to let Peyton walk out of the NFL and retire with less rings than eli manning no the panthers had no chance in that super bowl josh and i honestly think that i think the officials have a hand in it until we sit down and we start finding these cats for making mistakes that cost teams ball games that is the only way it is going to improve period we have to start if this is if this is going to be your job we have to find a way to find them uh, suspend them whatever we have to do because we got to stop this man like Major League Baseball is talking about going to a, a computer system an automated strike zone where uh, an umpire is still behind the plate, but he has an earpiece in, telling him if it's a ball or a strike. Come on, man! Like the NFL, I I need to I need to start seeing you answer some of these bad calls. Guess what? If if you're gonna put players up at the podium after a loss or a win or whatever post game. If you're going to put players up at the podium, let's put the officials up at the podium and make them answer questions. Like you make the players answer questions. Absolutely. All right. Let's go. to the, the yeah, officials. Let's see fish. You went to us uh, last night. How about that? Let's do that. Cause yeah. that's what I think. I, I think it's at that point, man, that's the only way it's going to get better.
1: I do think something needs to be set in place for, Cases like that because Deontay Smith dropping that ball that that needs to be stopped. I don't think that changes the outcome of that game whatsoever. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe you take a touchdown off that. Okay, we'll give you 28. uh, Whatever, you know, (laughs) I I don't I don't know what else you really want from that. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, as far as the other game, we'll move over into the Chiefs game. I think that was the bigger one. And I think there was more complaints over there with the Eagles game, but they were kind of nonsense. Uh, and a a big a big yeah. one though was here in the fourth quarter fourth quarter all right so we're not talking this throughout the span of an entire game but there was things that mm-hmm. I was seeing that just were unreasonably just outlandish and I know a lot of people mm-hmm. I saw Pat McAfee was talking about this I think uh, pardon my take was was talking about this today uh, you know mm-hmm. so there was a lot of a lot of people a lot of bigger people talking about it I don't know exactly what all they they because I haven't really had time to, to watch or listen to anything anybody else has said but I was at this game and that's why I want to touch on it because we, we're in the fourth quarter now the Bengals come back they were able to to get Patrick Mahomes to fumble the ball it was really just him they fumble the ball so then the Bengals go down and score now it's tie game mm-hmm. alright so now we're tie game 2020 and the Chiefs get the ball back and it's mm-hmm. third down they complete the pass to Kelsey but he's 3 yards short. Then they 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 come in so they are already sending out the the punt team. The punt team is completely lined up. I'm not talking about mm. they were they were just now like getting up off the ground and then realized it's fourth down. No, the punt team was lined up and ready to go. And then the official, you know, he stops the entire play to say let's back up and fix this clock. Yep. Okay, I'm fine with us fixing the clock. Let's do it replay third down that cannot be explained to me how they get a free down out of that now to your point i know you said something about they didn't end up going down and scoring off but they ended up turning the ball over in the end anyways they gave the ball back i get that but we started this drive with 14 something left on the clock 13 something left on the clock yeah the Bengals didn't get the ball till close to 9 15 left on the clock in the third quarter or uh in the, in the fourth quarter sorry so that chewed off a good four or five minutes of this this clock. You're, you're chewing yeah. off all this time. Now, what do the Bengals need at the end? They need time, of course, because, I mean, any team would would need time. When, when you have yeah. something go wrong where, you know, that, that last-minute field goal really wouldn't have mattered as much if the, there's still another two minutes left on the clock, three minutes left on the clock. I yeah. don't know if that that changes the entire out, outcome of the game or not. I don't know. And, and honestly, the way that that game was going, honestly, I think the Chiefs still pull out a win by the way the, the, the game was going. But that fourth quarter makes it a question mark. Is that really the way that this this game should have been ended? Let, let's let's move on. So of course that that happens. The Bengals uh, get a sack, and uh, they they get them fourth down and long, but the play's reversed because there's a pass interference call that it gets called, and it just seemed odd to me because I'm in the stands. And I see that and I'm thinking, yeah, awesome. You know, like they just now stopped them. Instead, this is better for the Bengals because they just pushed them back. It's not fourth and three, it's fourth and 13 or something like that. And instead, what happens is this pass interference flag comes out and it came out a little late for pass interference, honestly. I get it, whatever. Pass interference, it didn't look like pass interference to me. I could be wrong. I didn't have all the angles you guys might have had at home. And I get that, yeah. but they did show a replay on the on the jumbotron a couple of times, and it seemed to me like he just made a play on the ball. I I don't see any contact to warrant anything. Um, mm-hmm. so that one, that was very odd to me that that just so happens to give them the first down, which keeps that clock rolling. That's what caused all this time to roll off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so later on, of course, there was somewhere somewhere in all of the madness, I know that there was intentional grounding on Pat Mahomes that had me qu- questioning. Uh, I, do you know what I'm talking about on that one?
0: I know there was one on Burrow. There was one on Burrow. Threw, yeah. Where he threw it at the feet. And yeah. then the the Pat Mahomes one, um, trying to remember back.
1: So, so that one, that one may have been in the third quarter, if I remember right. But I just bring that up because he throws it. He's in the pocket, and he launches it out mm-hmm. of bounds. I don't know how that's not yeah. intentional grounding. You can say Kelsey was in the area. But he wasn't. I mean, there, when you look at the official ruling of what intentional grounding is, it needs to be towards towards an eligible receiver and within the vicinity. Yeah. Uh, unless he's being hit, you know, to where it's going to change the trajectory of the ball. They can override it with something like that. Uh, or mm-hmm. if he's out of the pocket and gets a past the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter. But that's not the case with that Patrick Mahomes one. I don't know about that one. Let's let's put put it put that one past this. That one really doesn't matter a whole lot. But with the Joe mm-hmm. Burrow one, now we take that same ruling, the ruling that should be enforced. He passes the ball, and and the entire time I I'm, I'm I had a really good seat to be. I loved watching the plays, uh, kind of lay out. You know, you could see right behind mm-hmm. the right behind the defense or right behind the offense, depending on which way they're going. And I was able to to sit there and and see the the play form, and I see. The check down right there. You see some Ajay Ryan. Joe Burrow saw him. He gets hit, and it comes out, and it's towards him. I I don't see how it wasn't. Again, I wasn't watching it on the TV to where I could see exactly what else was happening, but to me, it looked like it landed very much towards him and right in his area. I I don't know how that intentional grounding call gets called. Uh, Did you guys on there?
0: Well, it, um, it just, like, on TV, man, it looked like Joe was just trying to get rid of it into the ground. And I don't think it made it past the line of scrimmage. So uh, if, if, if it would have made it past the line of scrimmage, I think it they wouldn't have called uh, that intentional grounding. But, unfortunately, it didn't make it past the line of scrimmage, yeah. so they had to call it. They were, you know, forced to call that one. So I will give them that one. Okay. Uh, but, you know <sighs> – it was just poorly officiated all around, man. Like I even saw today that there was a block in the back on the punt return. I was going right away.
1: I mean, I just, I saw that it was extremely blatant. Uh, And and that, that sets them up for a huge punt return. Again, you don't let them punt, you know, don't let them return it, but it still sets up that huge punt return. So something else that, that falls on the refereeing, I don't care that that the Kansas city chiefs won. And again, congratulations to them. But we need these games, especially when they're this big and of this magnitude, to be fair uh, in, in all aspects. Every play needs to be fair. So even if there's three plays that that get called bad by the by the refs that don't matter uh, to the uh-huh. to the outcome of the game, they still need to be called fair. And we need to hold them accountable for those calls when they are not fair.
0: so Josh, one thing I wanted to say real quick, man, is is th- this is the NFL's second best crew. Yeah. This is their second best officiating crew. If it is, we're in trouble. Yeah. We're in trouble. Yeah, I mean it was bad.
1: It was a disaster. And and I don't think anybody can look at that game and say it wasn't a disaster. And it do, it yeah. just seems odd to me. Again, a lot of people are saying the NFL is rigged because of this game and because of the officiating. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's the case. But it does lean towards It doesn't that. help I mean, it. Yeah, it doesn't help at all. And so I mean I don't know why. Uh, You know why they they're they're added in this way. I don't know why uh, these penalties were called where they were. Uh, Not only that, Mm -hmm. but another thing that I saw that was kind of kind of odd. So, I hate the passing, roughing the passer rule. I've made that clear on this show. We've talked about it. Roughing the passer needs to be fixed. But the new ruling does state if you hit a quarterback, and fall directly upon him. It's to try to keep the quarterback from getting hurt that we see a lot of shoulder injuries this way, Mm -hmm. a lot of weight being put on the quarterback as you're falling on him. And I don't know how you tackle him properly that way, but that is the ruling. I don't like it, but that's the ruling. And I've seen it get called tons of times because Mm -hmm. the, you know, the guy comes in, puts too much of a hit on him and lands all of his weight directly on him. (laughs) One thing that I found a little odd on that last drive, so of course the intentional grounding seemed questionable to me because even though it didn't get past the line of scrimmage, it seemed in the vicinity and towards some Ajp run from my angle. Yeah. But that backs them up. Now it's third and thirteen, something like that, and Joe Burrow, you know, he he gets the ball out there and he gets he completely he completely falls. On Joe Burrow, uh, the, the, whoever the defender was, I didn't get, I didn't catch who it was, but he falls directly on him, and so you know, okay, that's that's an automatic first down. That's another thing that if the if, if the officiating if officiating crew is supposed to be on uh, on point with these calls, and they're going to call that call on Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or these darlings around the league, they have to call that for every quarterback. If you're going to make the rule, you have to abide by it. You have to enforce yeah. it. And that was that was something another frustrating thing from my perspective that I see. I don't like the rule. I, I'm totally with you if you don't want to call it, but don't call it anywhere yeah. else. Uh, or if you are going to call it somewhere else, make sure you call it, especially in a crucial moment like that. Uh, and so I mean, there was there was a lot of stuff with that game. I just it, it seems really fishy, uh, and I totally get people kind of going yeah. out, out into the into the uh, conspiracy theory world and, and going on with that. But yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of things with that game that. To me, it frustrated me because it kind of felt like it it took a little bit of of, of that experience from me. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah, it was just man. it was it was inc- an, an incredible game, never, nevertheless. But it does suck that to, to see the the refs in this situation. Like you said, they do need to be fined. They need to be investigated at the very least. Uh, and, yeah. and and then if it does find if they do find out uh, that something else punishable, uh, even more than that, I think they still need to be fined. When you look at some of those calls, and just blatant calls that should not have been called or were called that shouldn't have been, uh, and uh-huh. they, they need to be fined, punished for something.
0: No doubt. No doubt, man. And, and last thing I'll say, Josh, is, uh, you know, the last call of the game was it's a correct call. I go back and look at it. Yeah, man, it, it was. Uh, that's the way it's been called for the past couple of years and everything. But let me tell you something, man. Does does Cam Newton get that call when he was in the league? No. Does, does Ben Roethlisberger get that call? Who else man like like did, did Mike Vick get calls like that? No. Uh so why are we like come on man don't I don't know. It's just that's why I say football is becoming so soft man. You know what? Take pads off of the quarterbacks, all right? Take them completely off, put flags on them and let's just play like that. If you if you touch the quarterback, he's down or if you pull the flag, he's down. It, it is what it is. I'm sick of it. I'm I'm just it, it, look, it's like he wasn't even attempting to hurt him or punish no. him out of bounds or anything. It looked like he was trying to stop his momentum it, it really did. as he was going to the sideline. He just kind of put an arm out, and he touched Mahomes, and, uh, and he I, fell.
1: I hate to put more reviews in the game because I think there are too many a lot of times, especially yeah. especially in that game. And let me say this, too. I mean, with, with on the review subject, both teams should not have thrown their challenge flags that much in that game. There was at least three challenge flags thrown during that game. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. That and that end of itself needs to be fixed. But yeah, can can we put something in place where we review the booth calls down and says, hey, we got mm-hmm. this wrong something on on calls like that? If you can see that it's clear that it wasn't intentional, if it's in a yeah. game of that magnitude, I don't think we need to do that for every game. But if it's an AFC championship game, we've got to have somebody else helping the referees. I'm OK with that to an extent because you have to call those games, right? You have to make it fair for both teams. Um, But that's pretty much all we're going to talk about today. Uh, I apologize for, for a little bit of, you know, disconnection (laughs) and stuff like that throughout the stream, but I'm glad we were able to get back on here, get it rolling again, finish off is the NFL raid. I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm going to let you interpret that for yourself. But what we do know is that you need to subscribe to this channel. If you've watched up to this point, we thank you so much but you need to subscribe. We're on our way to 10 million, uh, and so just keep on keep on hitting that subscribe button. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, also hit the notification bell because that gives us or that, that sends you a notification whenever we go live uh, and anytime that we upload stuff to YouTube. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow us if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. That helps us over on that end of things. But other than that, guys, we thank you so much for watching, and until next time.